All right. Hello, you guys, ladies, fellas. This is a football frame of mind podcast, man. Uh, like I said, it's our weekly show. We get into the recaps, the previews, man. And we're going to do some college football talk, man. Y'all know the deal, man. Like, subscribe, man. Uh, we appreciate all the attention we're getting, man. I think we're approaching 16,000 subscribers, man. So, uh, we appreciate everybody from watching and giving feedback while, um, you know, joining the conversation, man. Our shorts have been doing really good numbers, man. And people have been really uh, have some good opinions, man. Some funny, some uh, funny, -er. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um, we appreciate all of that, man. Um, but like I said, before we get into that, man, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. We just want to say thank you guys for almost the 16,000. We catch a lot of traction with shorts. Cam made a really, really funny one, and I can't stop watching it. I think it's really funny. And uh, yeah. you guys know me. I like a good joke about Caleb Williams. So I will definitely go check it out. As well as we got some other ones that just dropped. You should check those out as well. Uh, like he said before, we're starting to get kind of a nice little format going, like weekly shows to where we can touch base on, like, Current NFL games, uh, obviously, since college football is kind of on the tail end, we're touching base on playoffs, we're touching base on recruiting and transfer portal stuff. So, man, you guys should check out all the content. <clears throat> but uh, Cam's probably got some announcements and stuff, so I'm going to uh, lead it up to him. All right, man. Um, yeah, so, like I said, we're going to give a big shout-out to our sponsors, man. Um, off the ball network, man. Um, we made our debut on the network, man. So check it out, man. Uh, great video. Um, great takes, man. A uh, little bit of overreaction, uh, I guess, Monday or stuff like that. But uh, they are it's awesome, man. Check them out. Everybody on there has got their own platform, man. They do their own thing, man. So, um, ideas from them we share ideas man our conversations really be good but for the uh casual sports fan man they got everything for you man basketball season is hitting it's heating up so uh they got a lot of basketball podcasts for that so uh if you're into that check them out man football you got us you got a whole bunch of other people on there so a uh, great network and we glad to be a part of the team so and then uh, we got BetUS, man, one of the oldest sports books on the market, man. They have everything you need. Like I always say in the videos, uh, horse racing, uh, NASCAR, baseball, they, they got it all. So uh, check them out, man. Uh, they also help with people that have, you know, gambling issues. They offer help for that as well. So um, we are everywhere. Uh, we have to let y'all know, man, we everywhere. Uh, just started uh putting our um our show on uh Apple Music. Uh, finally got that straightened out. So now we are officially everywhere. <laughs> uh, Apple Podcast is now on the thing, so um we're good now. So wherever you get your podcast from, check us out. Give us a download. Give us a, a listen, man, and uh, give us some feedback, man. It's never. Never uh, con constructive criticism is always a good thing. So, um, like I said, we appreciate that, man. And lastly, but not least, man, check out our store, man. It's getting cold out there. You know what I'm saying? We getting some views from people up north in New York, man. I know it's cold up there. 
get you a hoodie, man. It's nice. It's fabric. It's soft. And you can support the channel while looking good. See what I'm saying? See you like that, don't you? Check it out. <laughs> but we uh but like I said, we appreciate it, man. Check out our store, man. Uh give us some feedback on some things we need, man. Uh we always trying to up up uh upgrade the store. Uh we just trying some things, you know what I'm saying? So um like I said, trial and error, that's how you succeed in life, man. So um we appreciate all the attention now, man. So all right, um we are going to get into this recap, man. I forget what week we're in because it just started growing all together between the playoffs, recruiting, coaches being fired, and everything. So if I'm not mistaken, we are in week 16. This is our recap of last week. So mm -hmm. yeah, some uh some Christmas games, some Christmas Eve games. Like we it was all over the place <laughs> this week. Yep. But um like I said, man, I think we should start talking about the Raiders and the Chiefs, man. Let's start there. Okay. So I will start, man, and give my take on it, man. The Chiefs are missing Eric Bieni. I think that is the root of the problem, man, because he seemed to have call plays that got them in position to win games, even when they didn't have the best talent. And they missing him. There's something missing. Offensively, they look lost. I mean, Mahomes is doing way more whining than he's ever done. Like I, I can't, I, I can't stand him now. I couldn't stand him at first, but now he's been a crybaby, and I don't like that. You can't man, you can't, you, you can't, you can't be crying, man. You the face of the league, man. You can't be a crybaby too. Like, come on, man. So, <laughs> you know, like I don't know. Oh man, that like that's what I like about about Tom Brady, man. When he had the crown and on the face of the league. He ain't do that much crying. He just beat you and beat you a lot. You know what I'm saying? So I like that. You know what I'm saying? But I don't like the fact they're doing all that crying, man. Just figure it out, man. You're supposed to be the greatest quarterback of our generation now. So of uh, this new generation anyway. So why not just figure it out, man? Like I said, I do think uh, Travis Kelsey has to do some soul searching. He ain't been playing good since he got with Taylor Swift, dog. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. If you watch this podcast, man, which you probably don't, but I'm going to let you know, man, let it go right now. Handle it in the off season, man, because you got a job to do. And she got all your attention right now. It's some stuff that you're doing that you wasn't doing before, and it's not good. So... You got to get it together, man. So, but like I said, now that that's out the way, uh, let's talk about the Raiders, man. All right. Now we give, you know, Travis Kelsey's mindset a problem, but let's give credit to this, uh, this, Oak, this, uh, not Oakland, this, uh, Las Vegas Raiders, uh, defense, man. I mean, they play, they tails off, man. Um, off, man. That's all I can say, man. They played their tails off, man. And I feel like they have, like I said before this game, even for uh, our last episode, we knew this game was going to be tough. 
We knew it was going to be close because the Chiefs weren't playing their best. And the Raiders were uh, ascending. And I said that there's a chance for them to make the playoffs. And it is. It is. They have to win out and some people have to lose. But there's a possibility that they could make the playoffs, man. So then we get into the point where you, what you going to do with Anthony uh, Antonio Pierce, man? I mean, the the locker room loves him. The fans seem to be uh, loving him. Uh, it seems to be a, a good mesh of not only talent, but uh, respect Um in the thing, and it doesn't seem like he's trying too hard. It seemed like Josh McDaniels was trying to recreate uh, the Patriot way in a place that's never been a place that's never been uh, establishment. They always been anti-establishment, so you can't come in there preaching this goody, hard work, blue collar when you're dealing with people that got. Face tattoos everywhere. <laughs> like, you can't do that. You can't bring that in there, man. And Antonio Pierce has these guys believing, and he's just one of them. He's not above them. He's not none of that. He just treats them as they are NFL players and men. And I think that's more, that's more impressive to me than anything. Because he's doing less with more talent. You know what I'm saying? If that makes sense. Like, he's doing less than what other people do. You know what I'm saying? For a guy that's probably going to get your first head coaching job. Like, sometimes it's better to let the coaches that know what they're doing do what they do. And stay out the way. You know what I'm saying? You motivate. You talk. You offer your expertise expertise where it is and it's definitely on the defensive side and they've been stepping up and you can see it so i'm just looking forward to seeing what they do man um there is this notion that they should just like go after jim harbaugh i wouldn't do it i just i just don't know like i just you just Upsetting the balance of the team right now just seems like a bad idea, in my opinion. Like, they just feel like they're going in the right direction and not having that voice of Antonio Pierce might kill whatever momentum they have going into next season. Now, I'm not saying uh, O'Connell is the guy. I'm not saying that at all, right? But he's shown that he has some skill set. So he has earned the right to go into next season and have a chance, right? But if they have a chance to draft a quarterback like a Michael Penix or maybe Jaden Daniels, you should try and do it. You know what I'm saying? Just to be on the safe side and have an option just in case. You know what I'm saying? So that's my take on it, man. Uh, I want to hear what you got to say on it, man. But that was a great game, and I'm rooting for Antonio Pierce to get this job because he earned it, and the Chiefs need to get Taylor Swift out of there. <laughs> yeah, I don't see the Chiefs making the conference championship game. Uh, when you have Patrick Mahomes as your leading rusher, that's the problem. 
when you can't get Travis Kelsey involved enough, that's a problem. When you're pretty much your next guy who could be your QB one, I mean, your wide receiver one or receiver, right? He's only has 57 yards, that's a problem. Uh, when your defense is giving up 144 yards on 22 carries to Zamir White, that's a problem. I told you, you're nice, uh, Yeah, he is nice, but nice. the defense, I mean, they got ran on, man. The Raiders can control the line of scrimmage. Uh, the Chiefs' offense is abysmal, man. Like, there's no rhythm. There's no momentum. Uh, I definitely think Eric Bieniemy not being there has a lot to do with it. But also, man, I just don't think this is their year, man. I, I just – I think the Chiefs kind of let a lot of this hype and a lot of this, oh, they're the next new dynasty, get to the head a little bit. And, uh, yeah, I think Patrick Mahomes is starting to show a little bit of his colors and that uh, he is not controlling his emotions really well, especially you've seen on the sidelines he had some really – Jay Cutler-esque uh, outbursts, which is never a good thing. No, uh, bro, it's it's alarming, man. I would give. I would say his outbursts remind me more of Jeff George than anything, because bro, Jeff George <laughs> was like the biggest crybaby ever, bro. And what's crazy is he was really good. <laughs> he still was a crybaby, bro. Attitude with the coaches yelling and everything, and I'm like, bro, that's out of character for him, man. So. But yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, man. Um, they've got a lot to fix, man. Like I don't see this team making it to a conference championship. Uh, I see them maybe getting into a divisional game, but I don't see them getting past. Like I said last week, and I said the week before, they're not getting past Miami or Baltimore. And apparently, they can't get past the Raiders. Uh, I said this is a trap game, and Aiden O'Connell didn't even have to have a good game <laughs> for the Raiders to beat them. <laughs> The Raiders did everything right, man. They controlled the line of scrimmage. They chewed clock. They ran the ball over them. And they contained the Chiefs to 14 points. Uh, before the season, I don't think anybody could have predicted that the Raiders would have contained a Patrick Mahomes-led offense to 14 points. Uh, I don't know if the Raiders are going to make the playoffs. But they're playing with a bit of fire right now. So, I don't think you do anything to sabotage that momentum. I don't think you do anything to sabotage what camaraderie or chemistry they have going on. They could make it, man, because another team in this division lost a game this week that they probably shouldn't have lost. So the Raiders are in prime position to maybe get a push. You never know. Yeah. But if I had to sum it up in the one thing, man, Chiefs are in trouble. Chiefs are in trouble. Big, Big time. Like Big. we said, the, the red alarm's going off. All the alarms are going off. Like right. that's that's long gone. They're in trouble. It's – it's uh. It, it's more of a problem if you're looking at the Chiefs because the last five or six years, their playoff games have all been at home. Exactly. Like, that's why I that's, say that. You know, that's, you know, that's a big thing. You know what I'm saying? That's a big deal. When you know all your games are going to be at home, you get comfortable, you can do all this thing, but now you got to pack up and go on the road. I don't know, man. Like, that's a tough spot, man, to be in. And that first playoff game being a wild card game, when the last time they've been in a wild card game? Probably since they had Alex Smith starting with them. It's probably the last time. It's yeah. probably been at least five years or so since they played on the road like, like that. I agree, man. I just, I, I just, I just, they in trouble, bro. For lack of a better word, they are in deep ish right now man and i don't know what i don't know what to do with him man but to just see how it goes 
Because, like I said, they're missing Eric Bianchi. But another game I want to get into, man. Uh, before we get in, shout out to the Detroit Lions on winning the NFC North for the first time in 30 years, man. Um, we picked uh, Detroit to be the team to beat, man. And it started off with a bang with them beating the Chiefs. And we didn't know that was a red alarm at the time. But, boy, what a, what a crazy sign that they was not the same team, you know. Uh, but definitely happy about them winning in 30, uh, 30 years, man. They, they really need, needed it, man. Um, some good, some good news, man, for them. Uh, beat the Broncos up or no, who they play? No, who they play? No, that was that was last week. Sorry, people. <laughs> the Vikings. Sorry, sorry, my bad, my bad, my bad. My phone's on the fridge, man. If y'all didn't know, I have an Android now, I don't like it. Oops. <laughs> I don't like it, man. I hate when you press the back button and it like slowly go back. <laughs> nah, but yeah, they beat the Vikings, man. So a lot of talk was about uh Kirk Cousins not playing, but I was like, they probably would have beat him anyway if he was playing. <laughs> uh but hey, they just let uh Mullins do whatever he wanted to do. He had 400 yards, <laughs> four interceptions, and two touchdowns. Like, they just let him throw the ball. It's like, forget it. We don't even care. <laughs> but uh, that was a cool, cool moment for them, man. Uh, Dan Campbell playing there and now coaching, like, that's pretty cool. Uh, mm hmm but uh, one crazy thing that I think has completely changed one conference, man, is the AFC South, man. Not really a game, but I want to get into that. So we knew we can't. We talked about this maybe last episode or the episode before that that the AFC South was a deadlock between three teams. So, coming into this week, the the Jaguars was eight and six, the Colts were eight and six, and the Texans were eight and six. Nobody decided to win this week. <laughs> yeah. So, so now that division finds itself even tighter now because next week's game is probably going to decide who wins this division. You know. True. And with uh, Trevor Lawrence, you know, getting hit a lot. He was getting toe up against the, the Buccaneers. Uh, and then you got Minshew, you know, great player, great player. Uh, has some energy around him. And it looks good, man. But can he, really, can he win you a playoff game? You know, that's the key, Right. And, you know, with Anthony Richardson, you will hate to have a scenario like the 49ers and Lance, uh, Trey Lance. You hate to have that, you know, guy gets hurt and then you just like the other guy's playing really good. And now what do we do? So you got to make a decision on what you want to do there. But I mean, as far as this season is concerned, you just got to try to make the playoffs and make the best of it. Because I don't think they're going to do anything in the playoffs should they make it. But, yeah, so then we look at the Texans who got demolished by the Browns, right? Shout out to my old quarterback, Joe Flacco, man. Staying on 
the grind, man. Like doing your thing and staying ready because the Browns are 10 and 5, bro. And Joe Flacco got about four of them wins. <laughs> okay. So Y'all better not want to you might y'all don't want to run in the playoff Joe. If anybody knows about playoff Joe, it's Cam. Yeah, I know about playoff Joe real good, man. Because if it wasn't playoff for Joe got ice in his veins. If it wasn't for y'all having Tom Brady, bro, we would have got a few more Super Bowls because Joe was clowning. Like once we got Joe, I was like, okay, we got somebody that could could throw the ball, man. No disrespect to, you know, Kyle Bowler and Chris Redmond. But uh, nah, bro, that's not getting the that's not getting it done, man. Uh I can't do it. I can't do it with you, man. So, but yeah, man. Looks pretty good, man. Uh, but that that division is definitely one that's gonna be interesting, man. So definitely two teams probably aren't making it. So it's really gonna mm -hmm. be next week, I think. It's gonna come down to one. Yeah, I think because if I'm looking at it right, so they got so they got two more weeks left. Two more weeks. Mm -hmm. So if I'm looking at we look at this real quick, man, because it's actually intriguing to me. So the Raiders gotta beat the Colts anyway next week to yeah. even sniff a playoff opportunity. And then you look at that. Uh, what's the other team? Uh, the Texans playing the Titans, which is always kind of a weird game anyway because it's two teams that technically was in the same city. So it's always kind of a rivalry game of sorts. And then you got I forgot who the Jaguars are playing. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. But if they don't protect uh, Trevor Lawrence, they in trouble. Like, big trouble. But they play the Panthers, so they should win. <laughs> I don't know, bro. The Panthers, the Panthers, uh, damn, they almost beat the Packers. So I wouldn't count on it just in case. Man, dude, I, I don't Never know. know. I don't know, man. But... Like I said, I'm, I'm if I'm looking at those games, I'm probably looking at the Raiders and the Colts being the team that might lose the most out of all those matchups. Because if, uh, like I said, if uh, T.J. Stroud comes back, then you know I think he'll be all right. But mm -hmm. uh, but like I said, the preview can't end without us talking about the Ravens and the 49ers. Okay, so I got to get your thoughts on this, man, because so, we talked about this at nauseum before we got on the show, during the show, and after the show. So we got to we gotta talk about this, man. So many layers like an onion. <sighs> so so the, the first thing I thought about is, one, the 49ers – Saved my fantasy season for one because Brock Purdy completely pooped the bed and threw four interceptions. Man, I uh, didn't see that coming. Uh, Lamar Jackson saved my season, threw two touchdowns, threw for over 250 yards. Uh, this is not the outcome I expected at all. I'll be honest with you, I definitely thought Baltimore might have lost this game, especially with it being at San Francisco. 
And the Niners were playing really good football, man. Brock Purdy hadn't been turning the ball over, been completing the ball really, really well, scoring a lot of points. Defense played really well. But, man, they ran into a freight train in the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they did. You turn the ball over four times, man, it's going to be really hard to win a game. Uh, you have McCaffrey go for, for over 100 yards and a touchdown. But you just turn the ball over too much, man. You can't give Lamar Jackson the ball back like that four times and expect them not to score points. I'm sorry. Uh, if if you might have cut those turnovers in half, they might have had a chance. With him even playing as bad as he did, the Niners may have still had a chance. But uh, I'll be honest with you, I, I'm, I'm going to put this L on him, man. You can't turn the ball over that much, man, especially yeah. in crunch time late in the season. These are must-win games because a game like this is going to show how are you going to play if you make it all the way, because this will be a Super Bowl matchup that maybe we might have thought about. Uh, it's concerning, bro. But I think he shakes back. I think he's definitely got to get back to the drawing board and really take his time in his progressions, making sure he's making his reads. Because you can't – dude, if you're going to turn the ball over like that in playoffs, man, that's a guaranteed loss to anybody you play. You can't turn the ball over like that, especially not to a team as dangerous as the Ravens. They can score points. Their defense is aggressive. They get really physical at the line of scrimmage, and they like getting pressure on the quarterback. So, I mean, good quality win for the Ravens, not a complete surprise, but I think it was more of the just the 49ers just giving the ball away too many times. Uh, but good quality win, 49ers need to get back to the drawing board. Hopefully they figure it out for playoff time. Nah, man, I like what you said, man. Uh, you got to put this on um, – you got to put it on Purdy, man. Um, like I said, Cam Newton had a lot to say about game managers and game changers. So he put uh, Brock Purdy on the game manager side. And yeah, it looked like it, you know. And Lamar looks like a game changer because he changed the game drastically for the Ravens, man. I mean, what he could do escaping the pocket – uh, making plays downfield. I mean, y'all, I told people, man, that when I picked the Dolphins to win the Super Bowl or be a representative in the Super Bowl against my fandom, the Ravens, was solely because of the quarterback situation, okay? I felt like Lamar had to take some strides passing the ball, you know what I'm saying? And not just passing the ball, but protecting the ball when he's passing and making his moves because turnovers have been an issue for him. He does everything well. He's an underrated passer at this point, very underrated. We know he can run, but ball security has always been the issue. You can't win a playoff game if you're turning the ball over. You know what I'm saying? So that's always been the issue. So it seems like he's sort of cleaning it up. And it looks good, man. He really put on an MVP performance, man. And I expect him to win number two, which would set him on a whole nother path to stardom, you know. So um, he got the money. Now you get the MVP. Now we start talking legacy. You know what I'm saying? You're already one of the best uh, mobile quarterbacks of all time. Now we're going to talk about you being the best, the best, one of the best quarterbacks of all time. That can run. You know what I'm saying? So um, we'll see. We'll see. But definitely a good uh, game. 
Uh, like I said, Zay Flowers led the the team in receptions, uh, receiving yards, should I say, 70, you know what I'm saying? Because he's been an asset in the run game, the pass game, I mean, everything. So I, I like that a lot. Um, defensively, man, I told you, Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith are the best linebacker duo in the league. Nobody's touching them. It's not even close. Like, you can't do nothing with them. They too fast, they too slippery, and they flow sideline to sideline, man. I mean, they couldn't even block them. They were so fast. You know what I'm saying? So they did some things, man. But I was really, really impressed with Kyle Hamilton, man. Now, I loved the draft pick of him. I was like, okay. You coming from Notre Dame. But I already knew he was like a, a Swiss Army knife. They put him at linebacker. They put him at strong safety, free safety. It didn't matter where you put him at. He was making plays. So I was like, shoot, man. I mean, he ain't as fast as Ed Reed or anything like that. But, I mean, he got some Ed Reed instincts in him where you just find the ball. Just no matter where it is, you just always making plays. And we ain't never had a guy like that in a while. So I'm I'm happy. I'm happy about him being on my team. I don't want him on nobody else's but mine. So um but like I said, the four the 49ers have a problem, man. Um they gotta do some soul searching too. Uh because you can't have a good performance by uh, McCaffrey and still lose the game. You can't have that. And I feel like without them turnovers, man, you gotta be you gotta be careful with the ball. I feel like that's one of the reasons why Purdy is a starter. Because he was taking care of the ball, man. And now can you really trust him? That's that's tough, man. That's a tough loss, man, to be having against a good team like that. That's the team. These are games you really wanna win. Like you wanna win the divisional games, but against the the Super Bowl potential opponent. Should you get there, you really want to show out a little bit. And this was not a good showing because everybody was watching this one. So, but we'll see, man. We'll see. But uh, like I said, that that was uh, the preview, man. Um, any other games you want to go over before we get into the uh, – let me recap. We want to get to the previews. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I'm still – I mean – I'm not going to really touch base on it. The Patriots beat the Broncos. Just I saying. Did see that. I did see that. Just saying. I'm I just saying. Uh, I'm almost kind of to the point where I kind of just want to embrace the tank. But, I mean, hey, we can stick it to the Broncos. I'm okay with that. Good quality win. Definitely helps the Raiders in their quest to try to make the playoffs. And I kind of want to see that. So, hey. Me too. And the Dolphins and the Dolphins barely beat the Cowboys, by the way. But I digress. I'm, I'm definitely looking to talk about I'm some games. I'm glad they beat them, though. I'm glad they beat them. I definitely got some I want to talk about this week for sure, though, if you don't mind. All right. No, no. Go ahead, man. We're getting into the uh, we're getting into the preview, week 17. Yeah. So if we're going to talk about your team, I want to talk about your team's maybe the most dangerous opponent that your team is going to play all season. And I'm talking about them going to Hard Rock and playing the Miami Dolphins. Nope, it's not in Miami. It's in Baltimore. But nonetheless, still a really, really, really playing right now. 
Okay. I I am looking forward to that game, obviously, because it'd be two big time performances or two big time games in a row. And I feel like we got to play them in Baltimore. We can't play them in Miami. You know, and don't get me wrong. I don't necessarily think that's the deciding factor, but I would love to play a South Florida team in the cold. They're not used to that. You know what I'm saying? And don't get me wrong. Shoot, Lamar is from Florida. So <laughs> he might actually feel good going on the road because he's at home. He can do it in front of his family and friends. But at the same time, I would rather have this team playing us at home. You know, I feel like that home cooking and everything. The only thing that scares me about the Ravens being in a one seed is that it's the same thing when Lamar won that MVP that year. We had so much time off, and we were so dominant beating everybody. And then the Titans come in there off that wild card and just murk us. I'm talking about <laughs> like, I'm like, bro. <laughs> I'm like, yo, 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 hold up, man. We ain't show up against the Titans, so we out the playoffs. Like I said, I'm at yes. I'm at basic training when this happens. So I'm like, you know, drill sergeant comes in there, hey man, how about those Titans, huh? Yeah. And I'm like, Titans <laughs> in the AFC championship game? What happened to my Ravens? <laughs> Didn't know they got stumped by the Titans the week before. <laughs> So, oops. yeah, oops is right. Big oops. So uh, that's the only thing that scares me, man. But I think we're in a better spot. But as far as this game, I'm looking forward to it, man. Um, but I'm more looking, aside from the game being really good and two potential Super Bowl teams, I'm looking forward to seeing Tyreek Hills continue his chase for 2000. Like, that, that has me intrigued. Uh, him missing that last game kind of hurt him a little bit, slowed down his pace a little bit. But he still needs about, mm, man, like 300 more yards. So, like, he needs he needs a little bit to get it. So, I know, <laughs> I know that we probably going to do our best to not let him get off. <laughs> So I expect to be bracket coverages. I expect to see Marlon Humphrey on him. I expect to see Kyle uh, Hamilton on him. Knock him off his route with Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen. I expect everything to be thrown at Tyreek Hill in this next game to stop him from trying to get 200 or 2,000. So, I mean, I don't know. But I know he's going to be the one. Because, I mean, they got, like, you can't really double Tyreek because, I mean, you don't want to deal with Waddle either. So, I mean, <laughs> he's pretty good, too. So, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, I'm excited about that game. But I know I'm picking the Ravens, man. But I, I'm, you know, I'm still... I'm still looking forward to seeing Tyreek, man, try to get 2,000. Because we ain't never yeah. seen it. You know what I'm saying? Jerry Rice was one of the guys that got closer. But we'll see. Yeah, so uh, for me, I think it's a good matchup. But I think Baltimore needs to make sure that they're focused. I mean, 
winning a game like they did against the 49ers is a really good quality win, but you need to make sure you're staying focused, especially on a game like this, because if you want to be able to make it to the Super Bowl and play a team like the 49ers, guess what? You're going to have to go through a Miami. And uh, my biggest concern, man, I don't think Lamar is going to have a hard time getting off. My concern is, is that secondary going to be able to contain this pass game because my thing is, I keep saying my thing is, I think Miami's going to try to establish the run. I think they're going to really try to get most of it off because they know if they can get most of it off and he starts running the ball, they can open up that play action and they can start throwing downfield. If that happens, yeah. if that happens, the Ravens are in trouble because if they can get the run established, they can start throwing that ball downfield. All it takes is one time for Tyree Kale to slip in between the freaking backers and the safeties, and that could open everything up. Uh, I think right now I think Baltimore's playing better football. Uh, I think they're playing better on defense. I think their offense is playing really solid as well, but I don't think it's a shoe-in at all. I think if there's a chance for someone to pretty much get a big dub against Baltimore, especially in Baltimore, I think Miami's got the best chance. Not saying they will, but I just don't want Baltimore to get complacent because of a big-time win. I, don't, I would hope that they'd stay focused and humble going into a big game like this because the, I feel like the Miami Dolphins could be the team that could stun them at the end of the year. So, uh, yeah, I think Baltimore is really good at, on the line and the linebackers. I just think they're really going to test you guys as secondary. <laughs> secondary better come to play because if they don't, it's going to be a shootout. And I don't know who's going to win that shootout because both offenses can score points. Both offenses can throw the ball. As good as Lamar can run, Miami with both certain them boys, they can run too. So I think it'll be a really interesting matchup. I'll probably go with Baltimore, but I would not be surprised if Miami finds a way to get the win. Oh, oh definitely. I'm definitely uh, I'm definitely on you with you on that one. Um, like I said, secondary needs to play better. But you know what? It I don't want to shoot out at all because – we're not a team built for that. We don't exactly do. We don't do shoot shootouts like that. Gotcha. All right, we we'll probably edit this out, man. But uh, <laughs> but definitely looking forward to this game, man. Um, you got any other ones, man? Before we get into that uh college football talk, man. Yeah, I got Detroit or Dallas. Detroit, like you said before. <laughs> okay. All right. So Dallas and uh, Detroit, man. Let, let me hear it, man. What you thinking? Man, uh, so just like what you said earlier, man, congrats to Detroit. Congrats to Dan Campbell. Man, he's really helped establish a culture there, and I really like it. I like his style. I like the way they play, and they're playing really good ball, man. Defense is playing really good, and Jameer Gibbs went bananas and made the Vikings look freaking ridiculous. Uh, yeah, Man, I really like what they're doing, man, and I think they could beat Dallas. It's in Dallas, but I think Detroit's got all the momentum. I think they could go in there. They, they got a good quality division win. I think they're playing humble. I think they're playing strong. I think they're playing 
smart. And I think they go into Dallas and get a quality win and get their twelfth win on the year, man. I would have I don't remember the last time anybody was ever like, man, Detroit's twelve and four. What? Uh I'm really proud of them, man. I think Dallas is still gonna be a playoff team. They've got ten wins already, I wanna say, if I'm not mistaken at this point in the season. Yeah. And they could win, man. Dallas, when they want to play really good, they play really good. I still think they're a really good team. I just think Detroit's on a mission, and I just don't see them dropping this game right here, right now. I just think they're playing really good on offense. The offense can score. They're starting to figure out how to run the ball, too. They can already throw, man. Imagine if they get consistently good at running the ball. That offense is going to be really hard to stop because when they start running play action, you're not going to know if they're really running it or not. And if you bite on that run, man, they're going down the field, and they're going to score points pretty quick. So – I think it'll be a really good game. I think Dallas is a good team, but I don't see Dallas beating Detroit this week. I don't, I don't, I don't see Dallas winning it either, man. I just think it's a real bad matchup for them uh, because star power wise, they have a really good team, but Detroit really don't really care about star power for real. They just play their game, and if they beat you, they beat you. They don't really. Do too much, man. Like I said, golf is like really good, man. He's turning into a really, really solid quarterback, man. You know, I don't know. I'm not gonna put him in the top ten in the quarterback yet. I think he has a little bit things to do. But as far as maybe top ten quarterbacks this season, he's definitely in the in the conversation. Uh so mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't see it. I don't see Dallas uh winning this game, man. Unless Dakis has a Herculean effort, like he destroyed, uh, what was that, Washington on Thanksgiving? Like something like that, you know, because I feel like um, I feel like Detroit just has a lot more speed than them. Like, and I feel like mixing Jameer Gibbs in the passing game is like the key to the game. Like he could run, but using him in the passing game because I don't know who Dallas has that can guard him one-on-one. You know, as far as, you know, coming out the backfield, lining up at receiver, things like that. Just don't think so. So I'm going with Detroit, man. I mean, it'd be a competitive game. I'm not saying a blowout or anything. But definitely one of those games that, that you would tune into. So, yeah, give me give me Detroit. Uh 12, I think, what, is their 12th win of the season? That would be number 12 for them, I think. So, mm-hmm. long time since they had 12 wins. So, let's just keep going, man. Keep going, man. Keep trying to get see if you can get that, uh, that first round bye, man. Because I think they deserve to have a home game, playoff game in Detroit. It's been a long hey, time. Bro. That would be live, bro. Yeah, so. I'm that would be live. I want to see that, you know. Long time coming, so. Uh, we'll, we'll see. But you got to take care of business first because you got some tough teams, man. So, But I, I'm I'm rooting for Detroit, man, because they want to want to do that, you know, want to try to get, get to a Super Bowl, man. I'm not going to say they got the team to do it, but with the NFC kind of up for grabs, man, it's not as concrete as we thought, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, I thought the Eagles would kind of run away with it. I think you – we're picking the 49ers or the Eagles. Like, that would be a tough game either way. So, but then the Cowboys start kind of winning. So, now it's like, okay. Then you're like, all right, Detroit, they're winning, you know. But everybody's kind of had their lull throughout the season. You know what I'm saying? Detroit lost a couple of games. Philly lost a couple of games. Back-to-back, actually, you know. So, the 49ers lost three in a row. 
at one point. So uh, not looking that good, man. And then you got little startup teams like the Buccaneers who are out there playing. We got uh, Baker Mayfield playing like he about to get a max contract or something. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so it's up for grabs, man. So we'll definitely see what's up. But Detroit against uh, Dallas, give me Detroit. Yeah, man. So um, I, I I really got no other games, man. I was looking for this Ravens and Dolphins. That's what I was looking for. I, I, ain't care about I only got one more. I only got one more, and I'm not. I don't think we really need to go crazy into it. And I know we talk about the Chiefs a lot on this podcast, but they're playing at home against Cincinnati. And I know obviously Cincinnati does not have Joe Burrow, but the Bengals are eight and seven, bro. They're only one game worse than the Chiefs. The Chiefs are at nine and six. And all I'm going to say is tune in. I know they lost to Pittsburgh. I know they lost an ugly game to the Steelers. But the Bengals are not a bad team. They're not. They don't even have their starting quarterback, and they're still somewhat relevant. So all I'm going to say is keep your eyes open because the Chiefs could let this one go. I'm not saying they will. Chiefs will probably shake back, but do not Man. count Cincy out. Oh, Browning geez. has not been playing bad, and the Bengals are not a bad team. Could we really live in an era where the Chiefs could lose their way out the playoffs in the last two weeks? Jeez, that's dog. It, it, oh my God. Imagine having the greatest quarterback of all time and losing in the last two weeks of the season to not make the playoffs at all. Like, bro, like, oh my God, that's horrible, man. I don't know, man. I, I like I said, the Bengals have talent, man. You know, but I don't know. I'm hoping the Chiefs lose, man. I think they'll win because I think I hope they lose. Too. I hate to be a hater, but uh, I don't like the Chiefs. Nah, me neither. Me neither. I, I don't. All like respect, Patty Mahomes. All respect. You probably never watched this, but I think it's time to see something different. And yeah, man. Um, late, my brother, they ain't been too hot, bro. You need to get your boy Kelsey in the game and focused on the game. And y'all need a better head, offensive coordinator. I'm get just his saying. Head off of, uh, get his head off of them Swifties, man. Because my really, man. He should have stayed with the Soul System. When he was with the Soul System, dude was playing really good, bro. Now he now he done switch sides and he ain't playing the greatest. That boy, that boy looked like a state trooper now. Fact. <laughs> Fact. Hey boys, you done cut all of that off. Hey, no, no, no. We don't do that over here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the boy gonna pull you. He got that seventies. He got that seventies style uh, flick mustache. Man, bro. <laughs> I'm just saying. Bro, looking like John Holmes, man, back in the day. <laughs> Straight stash. <laughs> no. Straight stash, man. <laughs> bro, like, bro, he looking good, man. Hey, I can't even go into who I would say next, but <laughs> I'm going to send you a text later, man. I'm going to let you know who I was going to say because I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> Not trying to get my time, guys. Leave us alone. Yeah, because uh, cause if I say it, man, they going to be like, oh, I know who that is. 
<laughs> no, not trying to get demonetized. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, but nah, man, that's cool. That's cool, man. Uh, but like I said, I don't know, man. I just, I, I want the Raiders to make the playoffs, and the only way they do that is if the Chiefs keep losing. So, I'm going with the Bengals, man. I want them to win. Uh, they got a lot of talent still, man. I mean, Chase ain't going nowhere. Higgins ain't going nowhere. Mixon ain't going nowhere. All Browning got to do is not mess it up, and they can win. You know what I'm saying? They just play their best game. That's it. I mean, they still got Hendrickson. I want to say Sam Hubbard's still on the team. Uh, they lost J.C. Uh, Bates in uh, free agency, but, I mean, so so what, man? They got my boy uh, Battle, J Jordan Battle back there. So he's a younger and I guess more athletic upgrade, in my opinion, and cheaper if you ask me because he's like a second-round draft pick or something like that. So, uh, yeah, so I, I think the uh, I think the Bengals, man, I really want them to get it together, man. Because technically, I don't know, man, technically they got a path to the playoff too. They ain't out. They eight, what do you say, eight and seven? So they got a path too. So uh, it's wide open for them wild card spots, man. So we'll see. But I definitely want Cincinnati to win, so that's who I'm going with. Man. Put that in the universe. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, that's uh the week seven uh week seventeen preview, man. So uh, let's get into some college football talk, man. Uh, we're gonna keep it probably brief, man. Uh, we'll get more. I think more of a deep dive. Um. Probably, uh, I wouldn't say pregame, man. Uh, we're gonna probably surprise y'all with something new on on that day once we figure out the details of what we want to do. Uh, but um, we get into a deeper dive in it, man. But just the overall uh look at the playoffs, man, because they're uh next week. Uh, uh, got a lot of New Year Six bowls, man. So. Uh, but you know what? We'll save the uh the playoffs for our deep dive. Let me know the New Year's Six Bowl that you're looking at, looking forward to. Cause I got mine. Well, let's check it. Let, let me uh let me just get a refurbished here. Forgive me, I'm on my phone. No, it's all good. I'll be let's... on my phone too. I gotta check my notes. You know, fact checking, man. I'm glad it's not a government Let's podcast. Let's <laughs> see. Yeah, really. <laughs> oh, let's see here. <laughs> let's see. Forgive me, my internet is slow. Okay, so we got Monday the first, New Year six. Okay. So, man, I feel like I'm gonna probably steal your game. You probably are. I'm, you probably are. I don't even know what your game. But this is the best. I mean, there's two really. Well, I mean, well, pick and the there, other there's one. like two really. <laughs> there's two really good games, <laughs> and there's a video that we're gonna have to redo for you guys. But there was a moment where I stole something that Cam wanted, and it was really funny, and it wasn't intentional or at all. King. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we're gonna say. <laughs> but man, I feel like there's a clear cut game we need to talk about, man. And, man, that's the Goodyear Cotton Bowl, bro. Missouri and Ohio State, bro. I'm sorry. Like, that's the game, bro. I'm more excited to watch that game than the playoff games. I'm sorry because this uh, game has serious you implications. Why don't you do that to me? Why don't you do that to me? <laughs> Why, man? I wanted to talk about 
than Mizzou. We can, man. You know, we can. I'm gonna, give you the, I'm gonna give you the floor. I'm gonna give you the floor. Giving you an introduction. Nah, nah, it was supposed to be me. <laughs> so if you guys do not know, he is a Missouri fan as well, because that is where he is from. So show respect, show respect. Uh, respect just a brief in the country. Brief, <laughs> brief introduction, man. It's a really good matchup. A lot of serious implications, not just on the field, not just with the rankings. Uh, with a lot of recruiting and a lot of things just with the transfer portal and things, there's a lot of dominoes that could fall their way if they manage to win this game. But I'm going to take a step back and let him talk about number nine, Missouri, and number seven, Ohio State. All right. So, look, man, uh, Brandon's trying to butter me up a little bit because he know I'm about to get loose on this game, all right? So, look, I like Ohio State, man. I do. Uh, I like what they do, but I feel like they might be sleeping on Mizzou, man. I think they sleeping on them, man. And, look, this is a perfect time for Mizzou to stake claim to that number two spot in the SEC East. Even though we're going away from divisions, you still got the list. Georgia's at the top, and um, – Tennessee and Florida have been up there for the longest time. And people have been disrespecting Mizzou. And that's warranted because, boy, we've been trash. But not now. We are in the top <laughs> ten in the country. And it's an opportunity, man. Because I told you, man, people – I told you, uh, when we talked about uh, transfer portal, that Mizzou was going to be a, a place to play. Because Cody Schrader and Brady Cook, you know what I'm saying? Like, that offense was clowning, man. Now, don't get me wrong. Brady Cook is a Missouri guy. So, he'd been in the state for the longest. So, that was a get. But you're missing the bigger picture. They're winning in the state. Because when we first got into the SEC, Zeke Elliott was a recruit from St. Louis. I know the guy. So, you know what I'm saying? You can't let a talent like that leave. You know what I'm saying? I mean, numerous records in the state championship games. You can't let him go to Ohio State, right? But now you winning players within the region. Luther Burden, East St. Louis. You know what I'm saying? Countless players from East St. Louis. Getting a transfer portal guy from uh, Clemson who went to East St. Louis. You know, get him back to Mizzou. You know, stealing a guy from Oklahoma, uh, the big offensive lineman. You know what I'm saying? So you you win it. It's turning into a spot. You know what I'm saying? A real spot. So then, like I said, the success of Cody Schrader being a D2 guy and just leading the SEC in rushing, a first-team All-American, I want to say top 10 in the Heisman as well. So he got some votes. So, I mean – it's working, man. So as far as the game is concerned, man. Oh, they also got like the number two prospect in the country as well. I saw that the other night. I was like, dang, what? We're winning, right? Told you. Pay attention. Eli Drinkwitz is the man. And dude didn't even play college football. He's definitely a nerd. But nerds out there, you're winning too. Okay? A.K.A. Mike McDaniel. Hey, bro, what? 
I'm telling you, he's the leader of the nerds. <laughs> <laughs> he's the leader of the nerds. But you know what? Nerds are in style, man, because we're all nerds, man. You all like something that nerds like, and that's what makes you a nerd. Remember that. All the nerds out there, don't give up. You're going to win. See? Mike McDaniels, Eli Drinkwitz, win it, right? So, off on my tangent a little bit, but as far as the game is concerned, this is the perfect time for them to stake their claim to the number two spot in the East part of the SEC. You know, because you got a chance on the biggest stage against one of the biggest brands and one of the biggest bowl games out there. Uh, they're down a quarterback. I think they had a couple guys transfer that were pretty good. You don't know if Marvin Harrison is going to uh, play because he's a really high draft pick, probably the number one receiver uh, in the draft next year. I honestly wouldn't risk it because his stock doesn't really change. Either way, he plays, he doesn't play. He's still probably top five. So um, I don't know, but this is the perfect time for them to be getting got in a sense uh, because mm -hmm. we got everybody playing for the most part. Uh, Brady Cook, Schrader, Luther Burden, everybody on offense. They got some studs on on uh, defense playing. So um, don't really think it's many opt-outs for real. So I think they coming in almost fully uh, staffed and ready to go, man. So for us to play our perfect game, I think we in a perfect spot to do it, man. So I'm actually excited, man. I want to see Mizzou win. I want to see um, – Man, I want to see him do it, man. Um, like I said, it would be one of the biggest wins in the history, especially for Eli Drinkwitz, because he's been under – well, every coach that comes after Gary Pinkle is under his shadow. And until you win a big game and do some things, it's going to be hard to. Now, he's got two SEC East titles, right? That's Gary Pinkle I'm talking about. So every coach that comes under him – or after him, is going to have to live in that shadow. Now, Eli Drinkwitz doesn't have any SEC East championships, but winning this Cotton Bowl starts to put you in that conversation, man, as far as SEC Mizzou is concerned. So, big mm -hmm. game. Looking forward to it, man. Excited, man. But another game I'm looking forward to is Oregon and Liberty. Now, remember what... Uh, Tulane did to uh, USC last year, man. Respect to the power, the group of five teams, man. Yo, y'all keep playing y'all game. Ain't nobody forgot about y'all, man. Y'all still important schools out there. I don't care about this NIL and everybody stealing y'all players, man. So what? Everybody want an opportunity to go to the NFL, man. And no matter what happens, man, if you're a little school athlete or under-recruited, player, dude, your opportunity is still out there, okay? You ain't got to go Alabama. Plus, they probably not looking at you anyway. But with the way this game goes, your game can speak for itself. I'm telling you, Josh Jacobs is a three was a three-star recruit, man. Three-star, right? He, he had to wait his turn, man. It doesn't matter, man. Even if you have to walk on somewhere, just do it. It's okay. You you walk your football scholarship is a guarantee, but that don't mean that you can't go to school there. You know what I'm saying? You can still get a scholarship there. 
you just your football. You're not you don't count as a football roster person. So I mean, everything happens, man. So the little teams out there, man, just keep doing what y'all doing, man. No matter how college football changes, man. Bowling Green, Liberty, uh, UTSA, all them schools of the Conference USA, Subbelt, FCS, all them schools. Them schools still gonna be around. It don't matter. Because there's gonna be people that want to play football, man. And if you get enough guys that want to play football, you end up with a team like Liberty who's playing against Oregon in, uh, I forgot what bowl game that was. But They're in the uh, Fiesta Bowl. Exactly. So you end up in a game like that where you get a bunch of guys that just want to play football and they undefeated out there. They undefeated still? Who? Uh, Liberty. I think they may be. They're ranked 23rd. Right. So, like I said, man, and I think Bo Nix might not play. And I think Oregon's quarterback, their backup quarterback, I think left. That's what I was thinking. He transferred. Yeah. So now you go at Third Street. I'm telling you, dog. The best time to get them is when they down, dog, when they wounded. Just get them, man. I mean, if you ain't got your signal caller in, like, the biggest game of the year, come on, man. You're going to have to get them, man. So I'm rooting for Liberty. I want them to win. I'm not saying they're going to be national champions like uh, UCF that year. I'm not going that far. But I will say <laughs> that them winning is a big thing, man. I'm looking forward to that game. Like, I'm rooting for all the little guys because – me and you know how hard it is trying to play high school football and getting on the star rankings and everything. I don't know about you, but I know I had a half a star, and I was cool. You know what I'm saying? And that's my ranking, not like a personal ranking. I had a once a half a star because I knew I was half a star. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I had effort, and that's one thing you can't yep. teach. You know what I'm saying? So, uh. Like I said, so I root for the little guys out there, man. So yeah, man, I'm 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 happy for. Them. So Liberty beats Oregon, that's my my pick, and Mizzou beats Ohio State. Those are my picks for my okay. view of six games. I'm picking it Ooh. everything. We ain't even got to so, talk about Georgia and Florida State though. Oh, we're gonna talk about both of them, but before we talk about that game. I'm talking about a game that could blow the Big Ten wide open. And that's Ole Miss and Penn State. Okay. Man, okay. bro, look, look, look. Ole Miss is dangerous. <laughs> We're not even going to talk about how Ole Miss just got the number one transfer recruit in Walter Nolan, which neither one of us were going to pick that to happen. But uh, I'm not going to get that far into that. Dude, let me tell you something. I don't think Penn State can contain Jackson Dart in this offense. Nah, bro. I think they're ready to play. I think they have something to prove. They are ready to ascend. Obviously, you know, this shit didn't work out for them. But they are very talented, and they have a very bright future, especially with what Lane Kiffin's got cooking down there in Mississippi. Uh, I think Penn State's a good team. I think Penn State is a good team. But – they haven't played Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss is ready to play. I think they're more talented than them. I don't know. If, I know Penn State's known for their defense. I don't see them containing this offense. I think they can score points. I think they just know how to get down the field in a really quick pace. They can run. They can pass. They can score points. Uh, 
think this is gonna be a blemish on Penn State season. I've got I got Ole Miss dropping like 30 40 on Penn State in this game. I don't think yeah, it's gonna be competitive. I, I agree with you, man. I don't think it's gonna that's why I really didn't talk about the game for real, because I already know what's gonna happen. Like uh Ole Miss Lane Kiffin, you know, is gonna either go no huddle and they ain't gonna do nothing, they can't stop him. And if they try to stop the run, Jackson Dart just gonna pass on him. And then he going to run, and then it's going to open up everything. And then Lane Kiffin so ignorant that if they get close to 50, he going to try to get it. You know what I'm saying? Like He's going to be like me when I play on NCAA. If I can get close to a 50-piece, I'm going for the 50-piece. Exactly. Piece. And that's how, that's how ignorant uh, Lane Kiffin is. He don't care. Like, do the goal fourth down four times against Alabama. Okay? Nobody does that. <laughs> Nobody. And I'm not talking like at the goal line. I'm talking in your own territory four times. Only on 35. Nobody does it. <laughs> Only an ignorant person that doesn't care about nothing is going to do that because he knows that his team is going to love it. <laughs> like, so no, I don't think this game is going to be close, man. I think, I just don't think Penn State got the team to come back if they down like a bunch of points. Just don't think so. Just not built like that. They built like my Ravens in a sense. Like they run the ball more than they pass. And when they got a pass, it's not pretty. You know what I'm saying? So they this is just a horrible matchup for them. They should be real mad at the college playoff committee for putting them in a matchup yeah. like this. I agree. But yeah. hey. But I'm gonna watch it because SEC gotta win all their bowl games. Because if they don't, then everybody's gonna say, Oh, well, SEC's not that good. Like, no. You got to beat the brakes off of all of them. You know what I'm saying? Now, don't get mm -hmm. me wrong. Bama and Michigan is going to be a good game. And that's probably the game everybody talks about. But it's this matchup that really going to set the tone for everything. Because ain't nobody mm – because -hmm. once Penn State get killed by Ole Miss, then everybody's like, man, y'all better show up against Alabama, man, because we get destroyed out here. <laughs> You already know they're going to be talking, man. They'll be like, yo, man, y'all got to do something, man. They count you know, uh, better than us. You know, there's another game we need to touch base on because we've been having a fan, a particular fan base that's been talking and talking and talking. And I'm talking about Florida State fans because they got the number six ranked Georgia Bulldogs who have something to prove because the last time they played, they lost a heartbreaker to Alabama. And, and honestly, look, I feel bad. You really go. I feel you, bad. You really go call that a heartbreaker. For them. For, for them, for, yeah. For who? <laughs> for, for them. For them. That wasn't a yeah, heartbreaker exactly. for me. We no, were, not for me either. I wanted the same thing to happen. We, but I'm we just saying. breaks off them boys. That wasn't a heartbreaker. The heartbreaker but, was, was how we beat them in the championship game in 17. That was a heartbreaker. <laughs> but the thing about it, as bad as I wanted them to lose that game is as bad as I want them to win this game. I'm tired of hearing Florida State cry and cry and cry and cry. They're really good at crying. They're really good at two things. They're really good about talking about how much they how good they beat LSU. And they're really good at crying. And I'm sorry. They put the right team in. I'm sorry, bro. I hope Georgia beats the brakes off of them. 
because that's why y'all kind of run out of the ACC and there are no reports that you want to go to the SEC because you know we're going to clap them cheeks every week of the year. I'm sorry. No disrespect. I'm sorry. Clap, clap. Like, it is what it is. Uh, I, I feel bad. Jordan Travis got injured. I'm really sorry that happened to them. I wish they could have had a chance to make the playoff with him in there, but it didn't happen. And I've been tired of hearing them talk and talk and talk. Georgia's got something to prove. They lost that game. They lost their chance at a three-peat. They're coming for blood. And Florida State just happens to be in the way. And I do not want to – I would not want to be in the way of a Georgia team that lost out on a three-peat. Nah. They've had a month or so to think about it and dwell on it and be like, you know what? This is our national championship right here. And we come into play. And I'm sorry, that offense from Florida State is going to have no answers for that Georgia defensive line. I feel bad. And it ain't even just that. Tate Rowmaker, the guy who played after Jordan Travis left, he's transferring out. So now you ain't really got nobody. So I feel bad for them. But I don't feel bad because the SEC needs to win all of their games to reestablish us as the best conference that everybody knows we are. So, no, I don't feel bad, and I hope Georgia drops 60 in on them. All right, so you spoke eloquently, man. I, I don't have much to say except that they're going to get stumped. And <laughs> all, all that talk that they want to say and Alabama shouldn't be in, I'm like, bro, ain't nobody playing on your team. You going – into one of the biggest and most important bowl games out there with your third-string quarterback, again, you losing Jared Burst, who is a top 15 pick in the NFL draft. He probably not going to play. So then you're losing, like, a number, your two receivers. They going to the NFL. Those are – You got another handful of guys who are transferring out too. Exactly. So – when you're looking at this, this ain't going to be pretty. And if Lane Kiffin is is ignorant, so is Kirby Smart. And he come from the Nick Saban coaching tree. Nick Saban, I don't know the dude from pen to post, but Nick Saban can be ignorant at times, right? And <laughs> he done beat some teams with – he done beat some teams bad. And could have just eased off the brakes. But if he ignorant, everybody who is an assistant is just as ignorant. And this is going to get ugly. Ugly. And probably fast, too. Mm-hmm. Now, the question is, is they going for 40 or 50? And when they get I to that point, <laughs> and when they get to that point, are they going to stop? <laughs> no, they're not, bro. They're not, bro. That's, Carson Beck and them boys are ready, bro. That's that's my point. That that that's my that's my take on it, man. If they get to forty or fifty points, are they really gonna stop? You know, because even though mm-hmm. a lot of players from Georgia transfer, man, it's only gonna make them, it's only gonna make room for the players that really want to be there. You know what I'm saying? So if you left with an opportunity to play in a big bowl game, 
you tripping, dog, because it's another player that was right behind you that just wanted to play anyway. You know what I'm saying? Maybe not a four or five star player or whatever, but Georgia probably is a four or five star player behind them. But I mean, look at it. They just, it's not going to be pretty, man. I'm not looking forward to it, but I am going to watch it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to watch it, man. Go dogs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely go dogs for that one because I want to see them win. Like, I, I don't know. I just think, and now getting into Florida State, like, I already know they're struggling and everybody's leaving. But as far as the program itself, man, and we kind of close it out on this one, man. Um, the Florida State program, man, is in a weird spot, man, because it's the best season they had since Jimbo Fisher was there. Um, mm -hmm. And it was supposed to end in a playoff uh, appearance, and it didn't. You know, I felt like Jordan Travis might have won the Heisman if they went 14 and 0 uh, or 13 and 0 and finished. Well, they did go 13 and 0. If they finished the whole thing, fifth, uh, 14, whatever, whatever. So um, I feel like he would have won the Heisman. But now it's not looking like that. And everybody's transferring, and you're not winning and recruiting like that. Either this year, it's not as strong as it was when the, before signing day started, in a sense, right? So, uh, losing KJ Bolden and recruiting was a big loss. You can't have that. And then, um, losing like really good players that were key players this year to the transfer portal, man, you can't do that. So, it's like it's not looking good. And then, as far as that's just football. Now we're looking administratively. They're trying to leave the ACC too. Yeah, like we're looking administratively now. Now you're mm -hmm. you're you're talking about leaving the ACC and everything. It's a big ten. Like, bro, and here's the thing, man. I don't understand their whole logic behind this. So maybe you can help me understand this. Okay. <laughs> you are the the chief flagship team in a conference that has a, a TV deal with ESPN, and y'all going to be on TV all the time. So y'all are this mad at this. Now, there are teams within your conference that would love to be the flagship team. But I'm just talking the season of 2023. I saw Florida State games on TV. Even their debacle against Northern Alabama was on ESPN. So you're telling me that you have more games on ESPN than your used-to-be rival Miami, than Clemson, who was the team to beat for years down there, and you're going to leave all that on the table because you're mad about the playoff. It makes no sense to me. Like, you literally went through the gauntlet this season to the point where you are the top dog in the a a a uh, ACC. And you're the champion. The conference can't be that bad to the point where you're going to leave. Yeah, every you want to pay out that much money. The yeah, university let to pay out a big amount of money. Bro, that's what I'm saying. Like, this ain't no chump change that they got to pay out, man. Because the contract, mm -hmm. the TV deal doesn't go out until, uh like, 2036 or something like that. So, it's like, mm -hmm. you're leaving all of that for what? You know, it makes no sense Big to me. Ten. For, to, to go to the Big Ten, 
which is already stacked. It's already too much. Y'all barely made it out of the ACC. <laughs> y'all not going to make it out of a conference with Oregon and Ohio State and USC in it, bro. And Michigan. Because people ain't, people think that just because and Washington. Yeah, you thinking just because uh Jim Harbaugh might leave that Michigan going somewhere. No, if they let the 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 uh the the coach that took over for him stay as the head coach, they not going nowhere. Cuz he had That's them even boys playing, Yeah, they had them boys playing. He had them boys playing hard out there. Now I get it they might have not played nobody. But still, they could still just, uh, they still good, bro. Yeah, they could still <laughs> wet the bed and not show up against Bro, Florida State could lose to some of the bottom feeder teams. Florida State could lose to Purdue the way they've been freaking playing. Maryland? I mean, bro, like it's not impossible. They don't have crappy teams there. Illinois can beat them. It's possible. Now you know I'm a Brett So Beale. why would you do that? You know I'm a Brett Bielema fan, so I don't I don't care, man. If you watch this I show, just, Brett Bielema, I am a fan of yours. And Arkansas messed up when they got rid of you. Let's just say that they did. Okay, sure. You gonna be mad at eight or nine wins a year? <laughs> don't hold bad, and you settle for Chad Morris. Uh -uh. I can't get over that. I can't get over that, Brett. I don't think I, I can't can help get you over that, man. They lost 13 SEC games in a row. Oh my God, bro. How is that even possible, man? I can't get over that, man. He was so bad. Oh my God. They really thought they was going to run a spread offense in Arkansas. They don't recruit like that. They got hogs down there. They run. <laughs> like, Arkansas is never good when they don't run. Like, I don't know, man. That was just horrible to me. I can't get over that. I, mean, I, but, I, I don't think I, I can Florida State, going, either, Florida State going to the Big uh, Ten is just a horrible mistake, man. I would just stay in the ACC, collect this money. You got a 12-team coming next year. So if you went out in the ACC – you're going to be in there because you're an undefeated Power 5 champion. In a 12-team, even in a 16 this year, y'all would have been in. 18, 16, whatever. Y'all would have been in. You know what I'm saying? So it's not a surprise. You know what I'm saying? Stay in the ACC, collect that money, collect those championships, and just beat on the teams like Bobby Bowden used to do back in the day. Like, that's it. But I tell you what. If they do decide, if they do decide to leave, the team that's gonna rise to the top, as my man, my macho man Randy Savage used to say, the cream rises to the top. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And the cream is Miami. Because they have been killing on the recruiting trail, bro. I looked at their class the other day, they done snatched people from uh, way outside of the southeastern states. I mean, snatch people from Chicago, snatching people from uh, like Texas and stuff. They are snatching players from everywhere, man. And they looking like the uh, Miami team used to be back in the nineties. I think 
uh, Crystal Ball is trying to bring back that old that old days, man. Because he said in an interview um, that the teams that he played on in the nineties didn't look like the teams that uh, are there when he got there. Like the diversity wasn't there and everything. Cause he's like, we have players from Canada. You know what I'm saying? We have players from we have players from uh, you know, Puerto Rico, everything. He's like, bruh, the diversity's not here. So he's like, man, so I think they gonna be the team to beat in the ACC if Florida State leaves. You know what I'm saying? Right now, I don't think like I don't think they could compete with Florida State just because of the quarterback situation. That made it a lot harder. And, you know, Florida State has some good defensive players too. But I think these next two or three recruiting classes that Crystal Ball is going to get is going to be the basis for the takeover because you got too many dogs on there, man, too many. They, they nasty, man. They recruiting real good. I ain't going to say, like, 80s, 90s, early 2000 hurricanes, but definitely like 2003, four ish, when they still had a lot, some of them guys on there. You know what I'm saying? So I think they could be back real quick, man, especially in today's game. Transfer portal's crazy, bro. You can go from winning to sucking with just a couple players. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's good, man. But like I said, man, that's our show, man. We wanted to get into some college football before we got up out of here, man. But uh, like I said, before we get up out of here, anything you got to say, bro? Yes, sir. Uh, once again, thank you guys. We're approaching 16,000. Man, we really want to get on the trail. I think we're going to start trying to achieve some goals. So, man, like if I'm just going to throw something out there, help us with the 20K, man. That would be awesome. Like we're grateful. We're not trying to be crazy or greedy, but, man, Help us get on the road to 20,000, man. Don't forget to like the video, leave a comment, subscribe, hit the bell notification so you don't miss a beat. We have weekly videos now. Before that, we had preseason predictions. If you want to go back and see where we compared to how the season actually came out now, you're more than welcome to. Like he said, the shorts are doing awesome. Seems like you guys really like them. We really enjoy doing them. It's really fun. Like I said, you should guys could go back and see our short with the most views. It's really funny. He did it. Really cool thing as well. Uh, like we said before, we're on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music. We're starting to kind of delve into some other things, maybe doing some live streams, stuff like that. But just kind of be patient. We're trying to get all that figured out. Uh, like I said, we're on all platforms. You just want to listen to audio. You can check out the audio as well. But, man, we really appreciate the feedback. Thank you for all the cool comments. We really like going back and forth with you guys. We'd really appreciate if y'all keep doing that. Like, we really want to build a fandom here. We want to build something you guys really want to watch, listen to on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis. Uh, thank you guys again. Don't forget to check out Shopify. Have a really cool hoodie on there. I'm probably going to get me one, start walking around with it. I'm trying to get some notoriety, start showing people what we do, and just keep pumping out really good content. So, like we said, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, hit that bell notification, help us get to 20,000. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Couldn't have said it better myself, man. But I'm Cam. That's Brandon, man. This is a football frame of mind podcast. Signing off. <laughs>